0: God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race.
1: This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. with your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch,
0: and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got black out there. Yeah. Oh, that stupid-ass yeah. flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook,
1: perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food.
2: When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, i will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings.
1: it's heavy lunch tyler burnett
2: welcome back to the loud pedal podcast heavy lunch d welsh with you on tuesday october 25th it's spooky season and we roll right into halloween with some more racing cody swanson Wins his seventh USAC National Silver Crown Series title. Um, he ties AJ Foyt and Mel Kenyon for winners of seven championships in the same series. Right, D. Welch. Um, you know, yeah, along that's with right. Petty and Earnhardt and Jimmy Johnson, who who did the same. in in the Cup Series. Um, Cody Swanson is a seven time champion. He's going to join join the show. That's good. That's that's big news.
1: Yeah, and, and a great. Um a great season concluding for the silver crown series, obviously came down to the last race there with, uh, Logan CV versus Cody, which, um, poor CV you give, you know, you put it, Cody at IRP, he's bounded and, you know, he's bound to find a way to be successful there. It's like going there with one hand tied behind your back. So, um, but you know, they continue to get better and better every year. CV does. And, um, you know, Pretty soon they'll be in a position to to dethrone the Kings. But for now, Cody uh, reigns supreme again. was a little bummed
2: because I think they hurt their mo- their pavement motor like in practice or something, and then they had to go back to the shop and put their dirt motor in it. They ran into a, to a bunch of complications um, trying to get their dirt motor in it. So I don't think CB got a fair shake, um, head-to-head shake at it, right, to, to race them straight up at IRP. However, what? Cody still finished second or third, right?
0: Yeah. Where did, where did he mean, end up?
2: I mean, you still, you still were going to have to run in the top five probably to beat him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing is like, even if, you know, it's no disrespect to those guys, but it is hard to just beat Cody and, you know, on any pavement track. I mean, especially Raceway Park. He just is so good there. Um, it would have been, it would have, but it would have made it that much more impressive, you know, if they had beat him straight up like that. I think that would have made it, um, an even sweeter victory. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, there's no shame in, in losing to Cody. I don't think he's, uh, he's the man for sure.
2: I spent the week, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Keith Keen's give back classic, uh, exciting winner. Um, you know, I was doing kind of some research throughout the week, trying to decide who I thought was going to take the ride. There were a couple guys that I for sure were going to, Thought we're taking the money that we're racing in the top five um, throughout the night. But Kyle Spence from he's from New Jersey, right? Like he races at Lanco and PA in that area, but I believe he's from New Jersey or Delaware. I don't, one of the eastern states, right?
1: Yeah, I believe, I believe he's from, uh, he's from out east.
2: He runs a hyper car, he runs at Lanco, he's really, really good. Him and Steven Schneider. They got to be some of the best micro racers I've, I've seen personally with my eyes in the country. Um, They're a lot of fun to watch. And uh, Kyle Spence wins the Keith Coons give back classic on a track that unfortunately ended up rubbering down about halfway through on the bottom of the racetrack. The first 20 laps are amazing. You know, cannon banging the fence and, and flood and Spence and Snyder and, and Emerson accident before he broke. Like these guys were just battling it out for the lead. I mean, that's, micro racing is really fun right now. I, I really actually do like the shootout going there and watching micro racing.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and kind of as we talked about with Keith, um, I guess it was last week, you know, um, micro racing is, is as strong as it's maybe ever been right now because you've got so many different regions that are supporting it so strongly. Um, and it's, you know, we've got obviously Millbridge, the 10 grand to win race. Uh, That kind of used to be the give back, I guess, that, uh, you know, is coming up here in North Carolina next week. And, um, you know, I think they're expecting quite a few cars for that, too. But it's um, it's a it's an awesome division of racing, you know, because there's a variety of of talent levels and experience levels. And uh, you just have to race the car so hard that it it makes it a lot of fun to watch.
2: looks like 2019 Kyle Spence won a golden driller there in the uh, A class non wing. so. This is exactly what that race was meant for, to get someone who was a professional micro racer and who's a really, really good micro racer, like a Frank Flood or a Kyle Spence or a Steven Schneider Jr. or someone like that, that is really good at micros, to give him a shot at the big dance, right? Like, to give him a, a midget ride, and that's what Kyle Spence accepted. And, I, I you know, I mean, 7,500 is still nothing not to sniff at. He's not going to win that much in a race, this, you know, in a year at a micro unless you go to, like, Bell's race or something. Um, so to take 7,500 and still get to go race in the best midget car in the building, like that's going to be really cool to see what he can do.
1: Yeah. And I think he's run midgets before, but you know, I saw on Facebook, uh, before that micro race, you know, that he was posting about trying to find a midget ride, you know, cause he wanted to get back to chili bowl and wanted to race chili bowl. And cause I don't even think he had a, a micro ride for the give back yet. So I think that was kind of a last minute deal that got put together too. Um, so Pretty cool that you know he goes from you know trying to make something happen on his own to winning this race, and now he's got one of the best rides in the building. So um, he'll be uh, he'll be tough, I'm sure. Everybody that uh, gets in those cars, whether they've you know ever run a midget before or not, you know they always seem to be, um, you know they always seem to figure it out pretty quick and, and be up to speed. And, and I don't think he'll be any different.
2: Didn't miss the bottom for 67 laps. That was was pretty impressive, yeah, that's, and that's and tough. Of, yeah, you know how that is
1: yeah thanks
2: <laughs> what that wasn't a slight at you i mean you run the bottom huh. well like you know how hard it is
1: yeah. no it, it is hard i mean especially when it when it takes rubber like that i mean it's you know because the car is not driving uh as you want it to so it's it's tough to to do it consistently and and hit your marks every time so it is tough
2: our sun dollar restoration hat shakes of the week brought to you by sun dollar restoration you can visit them at net. Kimmy, of course, is giving her sun dollar hat shake to Zebby, winning the final night of Trophy Cup. What a huge win uh, for the twenty six car! Um, they, there's no um, slicing it, right? They they struggled at the end of the year uh, with the All Stars, um, and and to go out there and, and win that race, the final night, that's a that's a big boy win for Zeb.
1: Yeah, and Tulare is a big boy track too, so that's. Uh that's a, a big score there
2: for sure. Um, what else, what else do we got here for uh hat shakes? I think Lance Deweese, uh, that was a pretty big win for the old uh, hall of fame team, 75 grand in the national open, the rescheduled national open Lance Deweese wins. Deweese is uh, undefeated against the outlaws at the Grove this year, right? Or at least the last two races. I think so. Yeah. The posse my, one of my buddies from, uh, from over there, in New Jersey, you know, Pennsylvania area, of me, he said the posse reigns supreme. Uh, Deweese, Marks, and Mac are your top three, sweeping the podium in the national open. That's keeping the shutting the outlaws out, bud. Yep. That was uh, that was big. Shane Golubic, that's my hat shake. Wins trophy cup. Um, it's like a point system, right? The the, the final race, yeah. what do They do like a big invert or whatever. And they do it on points, and and Golubic come on top.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a strange format, I think. But I mean, I think it's over. I think it's over like the entire weekend. But it's he. Yeah, but it's a it's a yeah, it's a points deal, not based on uh, race wins necessarily. But yeah, so Golubic Golubic won, it, I think, for the third time.
2: Yep, that's my son dollar hat shake of the week. Matt Westfall he had a couple wins this weekend, I believe, maybe Gas City and somewhere else. The Flying Buckeye, uh, Bobby Santos won the midget race at IRP. Tanner Swanson won the Silver Crown race, and Cody Swanson won the championship. Night one of Trophy Cup went to Ryan Timms, and that's about all I got. Sound good? What do you got? Who's your Who's yep. your Sun Dollar hashtag of the week?
1: Well, i I was gonna give one to. Um, the folks at IRP um, because they're bringing the twin 25s back, which um, for me, as somebody who grew up going to Raceway Park, the twin 25s may as well have been the Indy 500. Um, was an awesome race and they always packed the place and it was always uh, such a fun event to watch. Um, so I'm pumped that that is coming back. And for those that don't know, uh it's basically two twin 25 lap features. If you win the first one, you have the option to go to the back of the second one and if you win that one, it's $50,000. Um which is awesome. So um that'll be super fun and and hope somebody can can win the big money. Um I was going to give another one too. I don't I don't know that we even talked about this, but I feel like I need to give him one uh to our buddy Isaac Chapel for winning the boss points. Um Hell yeah. I think that was, I think they decided that a couple weeks ago, but I don't know that we mentioned that. But, uh, old Jan getting her done. Yeah. He's a bossaholic, ain't he? We had him on the
2: show, uh, bossaholic. <laughs> Last summer, he won, he won like six boss races in a row or something. Yeah.
1: He was, <laughs> he was crushing it.
2: He's the boss champ, bud. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, these micro kids, like, you don't, I mean, you can go race another series and make, Money like you can make money in other racing series. Like you can, you know, venture out, you know, do what Kaylee Bryson did, go run a Silver Crown race. You know, go, you don't always have to go wing sprint car racing, like, yeah, right. D Welch, I mean, there's more fun cars to drive too.
1: Yeah, there is. And Kaylee's running a wing sprint car I saw in Florida, um, now for Aaron Pierce too. You know, he's got all kinds of toys, so he, you know, he's he has the resources to do that, but yeah, it's like, you know, Kaylee's running Silver Crown cars on dirt in a wing sprint car, she's been running Trans Am cars. Like, there's plenty of stuff to get out there and race. If it Has a motor, she's gonna drive it, uh, which is cool. Um, and 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 yeah, that was cool. What Kaylee said,
2: I think, after her interview, uh, after the the um Illinois race, she's like, um, it's gonna be fun to run these full time. I think she's gonna run the Silvercon series full time, you know. Yeah, so, she should, yeah, with with and it'll be nice if she does it with Pierce. That'd be that'd be a good, uh, you know, a good deal there, but um. Yeah, so our hat shakes go to Shane Golubic and who else did you have? You had the the Casey Kohler team and then because of the twin twenty fives and then what else? Oh yeah, Ginge. Uh, those are our Sun dollar Restoration hat shakes of the week. Uh, play dirt draft, dirtdraft.com this week. Um paw the Usite National non-wing sprint cars going out there. Who do you like out there? Jake Swanson seems pretty hot
1: yeah it it'll be um it's the first time it's you know it's western world but it's the first time usac has has run it uh coke and um um i think there's i think there's some guys that have run out there before like in some western state stuff Damian Gardner i think has won like the last three usac c r a races out there or something so uh you always you always get the west coast contingent of of strong guys that'll that'll shake things up out there but um it'll be fun fun uh you know, fun title battle and and fun way to end the year. Of course, they run there, and then uh, next weekend they run oval mats at Paris. So, uh, two good ones to finish out the year for the national sprint cars.
2: That'll be good. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a there's a modified race at Martinsville this week on Flow. That's the 27th. That'd be fun to watch the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Uh, just looking at some of the, uh, cool racing happening on Flow. Um, yeah, so Western World, you mentioned that's uh, the first night is the 28th. Um, there's a new, there's by the way, there's a new schedule that debuted on FlowRacing.com right now. You can actually click on it and look at it. Uh, the product team has recently just um, put some tests and released that out. So uh, do that. The ASCS tour is racing at Creek County on the 29th. We'll um, like say we got a big drag race and no, no Mercy 13 and, and a few other things. Just, dude, you 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 uh, open up like. A weekend race like this on flow there's still like eight to nine races still going on i mean um there you know it was a busy summer we're starting to slow down here a little bit of course we got winter racing with the driller season happening with the shootout and and uh, the chili bowl and of course the gateway dirt nationals hosting the late models and the modified so still a big winter ahead uh, but racing is starting to wind down on Flowracing.com. it's been a bit busy summer so let's talk to cody swanson he is next this is the loud pedal podcast on flow
0: Start your engines!
1: The race cars too, are historic. They are the ancestors of the
0: current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC dirt car racing, but well, we're not here for horses. We're here for horsepower.
2: Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast. We promised. Old Seven Time has joined us, a seven-time USAC champion, Cody Swanson. Congratulations, man. I'm sure the emotion was uh, pretty extreme with the family in town this weekend.
0: Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it very much. It was um, definitely a special moment and, and glad to uh, glad to share it with the family. And um, I just uh, kind of surreal.
1: Seven is kind of an interesting number in racing, right? Like there's – that's like the – the upper echelon of guys that, you know, win seven championships, you know, on the NASCAR side, and then obviously on the USAC side too, you joined, um, you know, a pretty exclusive list. So um, speaking to just those guys, AJ Foyt and Mel Kenyon, um, what does it mean to you to have your name next to those two?
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's really cool. Um, Something that I didn't really um realized that that was on the table this year you know i knew levi jones right had won seven between the sprint cars and and the silver crown and obviously admire him for all of his success and um uh shoot i'm trying to think it's a springfield pantograph i think and uh bruce uh always writes a story out there you know about the upcoming bettenhausen and i noticed that um he had that in there about about Foyt and Kenyon each having seven and um, it wasn't until that part of the year that I really realized that that was even a possibility. So um, from from then on, it was it was really cool to um, have have kind of that in the back of your mind, knowing that that's what um, what would be on the table, and, and really neat that it that it worked out. I mean, obviously, um, certain parts of the year didn't go as well as I'd wanted, but um, to to have a championship year and to be able to join um, you know the efforts from the Doran Racing team and, and Chris Dyson's CD Racing. Um, to to kind of all go under one banner for an owner 's title was um it 's really special to uh to be able to do it all together like that
2: Did it make it less stressful that you had to mm-hmm. go to a pavement track to to end it
0: it, it made it less stressful because i i mean I felt like I gave it away at Eldora so i'd already lost it so if if we want it back great if not i had already um I already had that happen so um it was it was nice to be able to to finish it there at uh, at raceway park and um, we had had a good run at Springfield and, and able to to keep the ball. I felt like in our court, right. If if we won and did our job, then we have a have a chance to to take it all. And um, unfortunately, the the race there on uh, on Saturday night didn't go quite as well as I'd wanted. Pretty strong early, and, and just kind of had it uh, had the handle of the balance go away on it um, a little bit. But uh, to be able to still finish strong and to to wrap up the title was uh, a special moment.
1: You muted. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was muted, and I pressed it again, and I muted myself. Um, what what's been the difference that you've seen in the Silver Crown series just since you won your first one? You know, it's. I remember I was around for the first one, and um, the Silver Crown series was still kind of getting its feet back underneath it, and and it's a lot deeper now. It's a lot more stable now. But as a competitor, what have you seen as some of the changes or more, you know, or the challenges even from your first one compared to now?
0: I mean, uh, it's, it's neat to see the difference in, in the fields and the competitor base. When you talk about that 2014 was, um, you know, the first year Andy Hillenberg had taken over and, and Silver Crown really began this resurgence. And, and from then until now, I think the neatest thing is as the car counts have continued to grow, so have the team numbers, you know, maybe the early uh 2010s you know there were cars but there were a lot of three and four car teams to where if if you know one um decided that that, that was it for them you know you lost a big chunk of the field and right now there's a lot of single car um you know people and teams that are campaigning that uh you know really makes that that strength there and that and that you know you know vol takes that volatility away right because there are so many different teams involved and like you said, that that strength just continues to grow. There are a lot of guys that have um, continued to build good teams and, and crew chiefs and drivers that have gelled really well. That um, are running well. Whether you know it's CJ Leary running even better on the pavement, you know than than he has, and and being hooked up with Bob East and still being really strong on the dirt. And and Logan Sevi has obviously become a you know a huge championship threat um, because he has been so strong on the dirt, but has been really well done, really well on the pavement this year too. With with you know a, a great run at Winchester and and being strong at, at IRP in Toledo too. So um, Justin Grant's always been a factor, um, you know, defending or not defending, but a former champion himself. And they've and they've fallen on some tough luck too. But there's a lot of strength there, you know, of, of guys that are running both surfaces. And then and you know, whether you go to, to pavement and you've got guys like Bobby Santos and and Tanner uh, coming into town to to try to take those wins from you. There's a lot of good ones on the dirt too. Shane Cockrum has been uh, really strong, especially uh, this year on the miles and. And there's a uh, you know the list just goes on. So it's been really fun to to kind of um you know go back and forth between both services to try to compete uh at, at the top level and then um hopefully to 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 get it all done at the end of the year.
2: It's a really fun series and it's the only series that USAC has left uh counting points on both the types of tracks, right? The both payment and uh, dirt tracks and uh, you mentioned cv and, and that team like you guys have had back-to-back years battling for a championship coming down to the last race separated by a few points um you know another cali kid but how much you admire about you know that family starting that car and 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 uh you know finding a driver like that and letting him uh, try to build a future in the series like you know you had uh with Hampshire.
0: yeah man, I mean i think it's really neat you know robbie rice is someone that um obviously Steeda.com, right and i'll, I'll put a plug in there for it that um it's uh he's someone i've been a customer of you know every year for the last i don't know 10 maybe um and and so it's really neat you know i, I got a chance to sit next to him at a at a hearth banquet you know um he, he sponsored the silver crown award that year and as they've gotten into it you know, i know the passion he's had for for that series specifically and, and it's been fun to talk to him about how much his dad loved the silver crown cars and so they built a really successful team and, and logan's been uh, great behind the wheel and they've been really um Fortunate, had good, you know, good success with Ronnie Gardner on the wrenches and the and and everyone that's been a part of that. They've really built uh, into a really strong team in just a few years. And so, um, you know, it's been it's been. I feel fortunate that that we've gotten away with a couple of championships here in the last two. But um, you know, it's just going to get uh, get tougher every year. But but the thing that's neat about, like you said, is that it's. Um, I love the sport, right? I, I love competing in it, but I love the history of it, and and as a race fan too. And so I really appreciate um, seeing guys that like that that really appreciate it as well and knowing how much it means to them to go out and compete to win big races like they have and um you know makes it all the more fun to uh to compete against them and, and know that you're sharing in the sport with them
1: is that part of what brings you back to this series you know i mean i think a lot of people would look at it and they'd say okay he's won seven of them you know time to move on to something else or do something else but i know that's not how you think i know that's not you know you, how you you approach those races so what is it about that series that that keeps bringing you back and makes you want to, um, you know, keep going? I'm presuming and, and maybe try to go after eight next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I really try to segment each year, and I try not to think about next year till this year's over. And and, uh, and like I mentioned before, we got talking here was um, that we had Saturday night was the finale, and family was in town until this morning, so I haven't really even thought about next year yet, uh, hardly at all, other than. Just trying to stay focused and to finish this one. And um, what keeps me coming back is is the people, right? I mean, I've I've tried to to move forward. I'd obviously love to, to have opportunities that would maybe someday lead to the Indy Five Hundred or whether it be um you know down south and and the NASCAR ranks. But um I don't know if that's uh if that's in the plan for me. I've been trying hard, working at it. I haven't haven't given up. But um you know, good opportunities have, have brought me back to Silver Crown Cars. And the thing I, I love about it most, I I, I love racing. For the people, um, for the for the teams you get to work with, and there's there's nothing quite like the feeling of winning, but it's so neat to be able to share that with someone, and uh, you know, found that with the Doran uh, team and the Dyson team as well, and and knowing that those big moments and trying to be the guy that helps um, be part of that for for a team and the collective effort of not only the owners and the crew chiefs, but all of the mechanics and all of the engine builders and people and, and families that are a part of it. Um, make it really special um, to, to be included in. And so I love the fact that, that I've been able to be part of some really special moments um, for, for different teams and families over the, you know, number of years in my Silver Crown career. And um, I guess always chasing that that next feeling uh, and being able to share that is what uh, keeps you going for another one.
2: You almost got to come back now because you got to get eight to be, to be, you know, say that you have more than Foyt. Like, come on now. Yeah.
0: That, uh, it's a, it's a pretty wild concept to even ponder, um, let alone have it, have it be a chance. So, um, it, um, I don't know. It'll be heavy on consideration for sure.
2: <laughs> you you what said else? that you're, uh, Go ahead, Ty. sorry, I, I just have one quick one, Dylan. You said that your brother Tanner, who lives out in California just left, um, you know, what's dinner like after a race, after he beats you? Like, what, what, what do you guys talk about?
0: yeah it um well pretty much him beating me i guess right how how could you how could you not discuss it so it's uh it's fun you know we, we grew up racing together and and the chance that he still gets to come back and um, compete at such a high level for as little as he does it i mean i really think it just shows the, the talent that he has the talent that he's had and um you never know how how life goes if opportunities have been a little bit different i'm sure he could have competed at the top levels of of anything in racing um i just i believe in him that much and so um, so it's hard right because as a brother you're really proud of your of your younger brother um but but as a driver you think man I, I sure wish i could have done a better job and one for my guys and um so so it's a it's a fun conflict to have uh of emotion and, and over the dinner table right because um luckily we, we've both been really fortunate to have had had success in our careers and so um as much um I, i'd say as as much as we each want to win, there's still a common respect we share for each other that uh, that, that makes it fun and um, and you know that man he, he put it on me this time, and I hope I get the chance to to uh, return the favor sometime soon
1: is there anybody you want to beat more than him than when he shows up or is he is he your number one guy that you you want to beat
0: uh, i mean i I want to beat everybody right I mean you got to beat everybody sure. if you're going to win and, and hold the trophy and take pictures with your guys with your team so Um, but, but he's someone I know that, um, I I know he's certainly capable, right? And, um, there's, there's a a long list in the Silver Crown series and, and in sprint cars and in anything that that you're running, um, nowadays, but, um, it's, it's fun because, um, I know, I know how good he is and I know if his car is, is close and, and, um, if I don't do my job just right, um, he, uh, he's going to be a real force to be reckoned with.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's no question about that. Um, you know. It was a great season. Congratulations. Uh, you know, as always, and I have on this podcast ever since we started it. I was just telling Dylan we had three hundred episodes total, uh, two episodes ago. And I think you were like episode two or something of Rip the Fence. Um, but ever since that day, we've always been trying to push you, you know, how crap it is that you don't get to be tested in an Indy Lights car or in any any car to to make it to the Indy five hundred. Um, it's just a shame that one of the best USAC pavement racers of all time is not going to get a chance unless someone steps up, which is, uh, you know, pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that for sure. And, um, you know, maybe at one point when I was younger, you know, I was really focused on that and, and to the point where, you know, if you're, if you're not careful, it can make you better, but, um, I'm so grateful for the opportunities I have had. I mean, um, at one point in my life, I never thought I'd get to race as a young kid. And, and as, as I got a chance to run micro sprints, I never thought I'd leave. Oz Park Raceway, and, and to fast forward uh, now, it's been 20 years, um, I, I've got to move to Indianapolis and, and enjoy some of the coolest race cars um, that ever there have been, and to run in the Silver Crown Series and historic events and have, have raced with the teams I have. Um, I've, I've got no complaints. Certainly, I'd love the chance to do it, but uh, I'm extremely grateful for, for the opportunities that God has put into my life and the people that have been a part of it, and um, I'm, I'm going to enjoy every minute I can.
1: Real quick to big picture, um, just because there is, there has been some things announced for next year already as a guy who loves pavement racing and IRP, I think as much as we all do, um, how excited and pleased and happy are you with what has been going on at, at IRP and just kind of the life that's been pumped back into that place with, uh, with the midgets and the sprint cars, in addition to the crown cars too
0: yeah i think it's been really neat right casey kohler and his entire staff have have gone out on a limb the last couple years to continue trying to build it and what's been cool is i feel like the the car counters responded on the silver crown side and it's i think it's really special that they're trying to give silver crown their own standalone event you know there next year to to really showcase um that we have some really cool racing too and um it's been a i i try not to get too uh, deep into the social media stuff i know it's been a hot topic with that event being Labeled the Hoosier Hundred, but um, I, I think it's cool and 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 I guess I'll, I'll share a little bit why is um, when word was first coming out that that uh, the Indiana State Fairgrounds might end up you know covered in crushed limestone like it is um, I got to I, I was in Dick Jordan's living room visiting with him about it and one of the things he was trying to do then was you know his hope at that point in time was that the Hoosier Hundred could live on obviously we'd love for it to still be at the at the State Fairgrounds. Um, but but there is something, even though it wouldn't be the exact same, to, to have the event live on. And and at first I didn't know how I felt about it. Right, I, I'm so thankful to have enjoyed it in its initial, um, you know, capacity there at the fairgrounds. That to me I, I was, oh, it won't be the same. And and as as I look back over my career, right, um, one of the really neat events that that me and my family got to participate in was Turkey Night uh, at Irwindale, and it was my first USAC start ever in a Western State Sprint Car, and we had. It ended up being you know, from 2004 to 2011 that we went there, and we ended up having you know, our entire Thanksgiving with our family and our racing family, and I don't know, 60, 70 people, some of our teammates, all there in the parking lot at Irwindale Speedway. And, and what a neat um, set of memories that was, and that never would have happened for us had Turkey Night ended at Ascot. And Turkey Night at Irwindale is not the same. It certainly wasn't the same, and I could imagine the people at Ascot didn't want it to leave either, Um, but I'm thankful for the opportunity I had to see it. And I know it wasn't the same as that, but it was still neat to be connected in some way. And so, um, I really appreciate Casey and them to go out on a limb and and maybe take some risk there. Um, but to understand that, that, yeah, it won't be the same, but it it could still be cool. And it's neat to, that each year it draws the memory back to what Hoosier 100 has, has been. Right. So, uh, I, it's, it's neat that it's a conversation again. Um, what, you know, whatever side of the fence you're on about it. Um, and, and I don't mean to be, uh device and in any way. I just figured I'd share share my little perspective on it. And um I think it's really cool that that he's making such a big effort um to put a big purse back in front of pavement silver crown cars. You know, I, I remember first coming into the series and we were running, you know, companion shows with with NASCAR at, at Phoenix and uh with IndyCar at Richmond and the big purses they had then. And um so it's really neat to to not only have him match that but go above and beyond for for a for a twenty five a win show. Um I think it's really cool and, and I hope that the competitors come out and support it and it'll be neat to, to run a full hundred miles there at IRP and i um, excited to see, uh, see how the race goes. Good
2: yeah. perspective as thanks always. For, yeah. Thanks for sharing that about DJ too. Cause I know I was pretty bitter about um, the fact that the greatest, most historic dirt race ever was getting ready to move on to pavement, but it's the right place to go. And uh, you know, to to hear that DJ wanted the legacy continue on, and I started thinking about Turkey Night, and it's like, I mean, those Turkey Night, you know, races are, you know, they they go down in the history books the same way as the dirt races did. So, um, I think that's really cool that it's going to continue and the legacy is going to live on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I know we all wish it could be um could be like it was, or maybe our ideal. So it's uh it's it's still um you know that's maybe a silver lining, right? Maybe it's not perfect, but. Appreciate the chance that it, that it continues and it gets us to talk about the Hoosier hundred, whatever capacity it is. So uh, it's a, it's a fun event for for our series and our sport. And I'm glad that it's not just going to be um, be something that, that doesn't come up very often, you know, whether you're forward or against it, at least, uh, at least it's cool that we're talking about it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Thanks Cody for coming on the show. Congratulations on the championship and enjoy the off season. And uh, hopefully you go for number eight next year.
0: Yeah. Hey. Thanks. I sure appreciate it, and appreciate you guys having me on. And, and like I said, man, I sure appreciate everyone that's been a been a part of this crazy ride, you know, over the last however many years, and and this year too from from Doran Racing and Chris Dyson Racing, and everyone that's um you know supported it, whether um, working on the cars or being the families at home that that hold down the fort. Um, it uh, means a lot. I didn't do any of it alone, and uh, just grateful to be be part of it and to be racing. And um, thanks again to you guys for all you do promoting our sport. It's uh, sure is a blast to be part of, and. And uh, appreciate it very much.
1: Thanks, Cody. Here we go. Just keep, keep it rolling. Close
2: first. Oh, ready? Ready to go. Go. Hut, hut, hike. Time. <laughs> Cody Swanson. That'd be nice to have that kind of nickname, D. Welch. Uh, you know, to win seven championships, to tie Foyt and Kenyon uh which is just incredible um he's had a great silver crown career he's arguably the greatest silver crown driver ever
1: yeah and a good reminder too you know that he he joins Foyt and kenyon as seven time winners in um a specific series levi has five sprint car and two silver crown championships for seven total but Foyt has seven champ car titles and Mel had seven midget titles and now Cody has seven silver crown titles. So um, cool. there is another seven time champ. Um, but regardless, he uh, all three of those guys and, and you know, the two specifically, obviously AJ and Mel are, are two of the best ever. So um, pretty cool for Cody to be uh, in that group and, and well-deserved. Extremely humble too.
2: Um, you know, I always, for some reason, every time we have him on the show or if we, if I ever think about him or he wins a big race, it's like, come on, you know, let's push to get him to the Indy 500 at some point in my lifetime. I'd like to see him race whether when, before he hangs it up. I mean, it's like Steve Kenzer, the greatest sprint car driver of all time. Um, got an opportunity, you know, you know, got to get in an Indy car at least. And so of Jack Hewitt and, and some of these guys, I mean, Cody Swanson deserves a chance to at least sit foot in an Indy car. Is it, That's, that's not hard to ask. Right. D. Welch?
1: No, I mean, I certainly think he deserves an opportunity at the, at the level you know, of racing on Sundays. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anybody that is going to uh, dispute that. You know, the the difference is now compared to 98 or 7, I think it was 8, when Kinzer and Hewitt ran, you know, it was just that the funding level was a lot different. You know, the IRL basically was started specifically for that reason, for guys like Kinzer and Hewitt to be able to go race IndyCar and run the Indy 500. Um, and now it's obviously just a lot different, you know, and, and it's no secret. Everybody knows that um, that, you know, money drives it and you can be as good as Cody is. But if you don't have the backing, you know, if you don't have somebody to pay for it, it's uh, very rare that somebody's just going to throw you in a car. So um, which is unfortunate because I think he deserves it, you know, and as we've uh, we've beaten this horse to death, I think, but I don't think that it can be beaten enough or talked about enough. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's, uh, it's always good just to remind people that he is um, one of the best drivers in the world. And uh, you know, is, is now a seven time champion, you know, and, in, in, um as you said, the only series in USAC that makes you be good on both disciplines. So, um, you know, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any denying that.
2: Yeah. Good context. Um, you know, yeah, it's fun to watch him race and, you know, he's extremely humble about everything, right? Like, I don't think you can find an interview after a win, whether it be one where he, you know, kicks their dick in for, uh, 200 laps or, you know, what, and he's still going to get out and cry. Like, you know, he's just, he's just a very, you know, emotional person and a very humble person and appreciates where he's at and appreciates everything that's happened to him in his life and is grateful for, you know, as he gets to race. Those are my favorite kind of yeah, racers, not-
1: right? Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing, you know, is that, and kind of, he kind of alluded to it himself. You know, we asked him, you've won seven of these. He's won. He hasn't won at Eldora, which I know he wants to do, but I think he's won everywhere else. Uh, So it's like, what's left, you know, but he just wants to win and he wants to be a part of a winning team so that other people can win with him, you know, which I think is, um, I think is always the coolest part about it is that he's not, He's not emotional that he won. He's emotional that we won, you know, as a team. You know, that the the entire group, you know, won um, you know, with him. So I think that's um, you know, it is, it's it's an admirable quality as a race car driver, but as a human too, to be that selfless. Um, so I, you know, I think it's awesome. He's uh he's a, he's always a great reminder just of of uh you know how thankful we all should be to have the opportunity to to do what we do. You know, in, in any walk of life.
2: Richard Petty, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt, Cody Swanson, Cody Swanson. AJ, Hoy, <laughs> Mel Kenyon. Like there aren't many. Not even not even Michael Jordan won seven, right? Didn't he only win six? I think so. Yeah, seven's a hard number, and and eight is even yeah. harder. And Cody is young, yeah. and there's a chance he could win ten. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, 10 no. I, mean,
1: I think that's. I, I think that's the. That's the crazy thing is that. Uh, I don't think that Seb I don't think he's done. You know. No, I mean, he's not. He's going to continue to. He's going to continue to get good rides. He's going to continue to want to win. And and who's to say he won't? You know. You know. And in hell, you, you can and run these cars. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say you can run these cars till you're. You know. 50 or you know 60 i don't know how old like you know coddle and brian tyler are but like Les they're winning Gamester. races well into their fi- well into their 50s you know and cody's probably 35 36 maybe
2: i mean hell, he I could almost, win 20
1: championships
2: i almost 100 percent guarantee you that cody swanson drinks less alcohol and takes care of himself a little bit better
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I'm I mean, he could probably cody could, <laughs> cody could probably race these things till he's 70.
2: He's 70. He's going to be like a 20 time champion <laughs> he yeah. keeps going, and the Silver Count series is getting bigger, and like it's growing, and pavement races keep getting added, just like the who's your hundred like you know I love I love the, the dynamic and I was what I was going to say was thank you to these indie car owners for letting us to continue to watch him right like we get to yeah. continue watching him race against Bobby Santos and and Tyler Rorig had a good finish this week with that new Silver Crown car, like who's going to be a star on pavement, you know youngster coming up like. At the the payment open wheel i mean some of these guys when they're racing like these micros and, and at this level like they got to decide what path they're going to take when they get to six, 17 18 years old and silver crown series racing they race for 10 grand a race like you know like yeah you can do pretty all right just racing a silver crown schedule full time
1: well and I, I think the cool thing i mean and i hope that it's something that Uh, you know, it's gonna take everybody working together, obviously. But, you know, I I hope that it it can get back to a a situation where, you know, it's like every, you know, every race you're racing for 15. I mean, I think the Silver Crown races used to all pay 15 grand to win, um at least. I I could be wrong on that, but I feel like I remember a lot of them paying, you know, fifteen grand at least. It's like if you run a, you know. 10, you know, 12 race schedule, you know, with, with 15 grand to win races. And, um, you know, you, you, hopefully maybe start to go back to some of these, um, marquee tracks on the schedule. Like I know IndyCar is trying to go back to Milwaukee. Like it would be great to have the silver crown cars there with IndyCar kind of like they are at gateway, you know, but to get them back to Milwaukee, um, you know, which is obviously a really historic racetrack for, for everybody, but especially for USAC, Um, you know, and like, if they go to Richmond, I mean, all these places that I think, you know, are good paved tracks, unfortunately, you know, they can go to, they can go to big dirt tracks, but there's 90 miles left besides the Illinois miles. So I think if you can, if you can kind of get some, some of the, uh, the traditional pavement tracks back on the schedule too, you know, I think that kind of adds a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more allure and luster maybe to the series and, um, you know, kind of makes it some marquee events. And, you know, you anytime you're running with IndyCar or, you know, or NASCAR even or something like that, I think it just, you know, pumps that much more life into it. So I think the future is bright. I think um the car counts good. Again, people are supporting it. I think people enjoy these races now. People are starting to really appreciate it. And um hopefully they can just keep building the schedule to, to support that.
2: Thanks for joining the show this week. Cody Swanson, um, awesome interview as always. Always fun to talk to him. Congratulations on seven championships, and thanks for coming on the show. We are um we are uh thanking our friends at Sun Dollar for helping us on the podcast, as always, and dirtdraft.com. Uh again, you can play some of those games this weekend. Uh what to see, the extreme outlaws are going to Devil Devil's Bowl, so you can play that. Uh USAC is at Cocopah Speedway. We talked about that. Uh, you know, not only sprint cars, and then um looks like us say World of Outlaws, Late Models, and World of Finals are gonna kick off um uh, next weekend. So com, play those games. Thanks for um listening, watching, however, you consume our podcast. We are presented by no one right now. So if you want to be a sponsor, D Welch, you want to sponsor the podcast?
1: Yeah, sure, with all my money. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Maybe someday you can break some Chili Bowl news for us on, on when you're uh, what you're going to be doing for Chili Bowl.
1: Well, I can break news that I think I have a ride, but I can't tell you who it's with yet.
2: All right.
0: That's
2: good. Um, yeah, and I, I have some more breaking news on Chili Bowl, too, that I'm going to hold on for a few more weeks that I learned at Port City. You probably already know that news, but, uh, yeah. A, let's just say a big contender is going to be running for Chad Boat. That is a shocking one. Um, you already know this one, right? I don't think I do. All right. Well, I'll text you, and uh, you guys might know. But I'm tired of Walker beating me, beating you all the news. You know, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta slide him for this one. To, Get it out there.
2: <laughs> I gotta beat him to the midget news. <laughs> uh, maybe next week. Let's let's leave it as a cliffhanger. Want to? Yeah, let's do it. I told him i'd wait i'd hold on to it but i do have the interview and i can play the interview so um but i told him i'd hold on to it a little bit longer but that probably gives you a clue he was at the give back so um amazing race but uh, anyways a loud pedal podcast we'll talk to you next week on flow